Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi al-lazina astafa amma ba'd Fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajimi bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim Wa ma arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil-alamin Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wa salamun ala al-mursalina walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad Wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad wa ala ala sinuna Muhammad wa barik wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all of creation such that it has an attraction to some other member of creation. Every single thing in the makhluk <coughs> has been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that it is attracted to something else in the makhluk. Between some things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put an electromagnetic attraction. Between some things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put a gravitational attraction. Between human beings, insan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a force of attraction in Arabic called mahabba. Love is the attraction that exists between the hearts of human beings. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put this feeling of Muhammad in our heart so that we would direct our heart towards the love of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many times we have spoken <coughs> on the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tonight we wish to speak on the love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A person's iman is not kamil, not complete, not perfect, unless they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُمَّ لِلَّهِ And just like that, a person's iman is not kamil or complete, unless they love the beloved of Allah, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Arabic language, this word Muhammad, comes from habba. Habba means seed, and the reason why Allah subhanahu wa chose in the Arabic language to make the word love come from the word seed is that because Muhammad starts out as a seed in the heart of a human being. And if they are true to that Muhammad, then that seed grows in their heart such that it sprouts, it grows, it dominates their whole being. Just like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put the seed of his Muhammad and the Muhammad for his beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the heart of every single insan. It is up to us whether we make that seed nourish and grow or whether we let that seed remain idle and stagnant. Imam al-Ghazali has described and defined Muhammad as that natural inclination from the heart to that which gives it joy and pleasure. So it means actually the reason we love the Prophet ﷺ is that because simply remembering him, thinking of him, loving him, gives our own heart a joy and pleasure. <coughs> Muhammad is an actuality and emotion that one can only try to describe in words, but like all other emotions, we can only understand that emotion when we experience that emotion ourselves. And Imam al-Zayn al-Muddin has given many examples of this. 
One example we will give you tonight is the emotion of takabur. Takabur is a state of the heart. And we may define it and describe it as arrogance, conceit, vanity and pride. We may describe it as something that intoxicates, angers, incites a person. But if any one of us, by the fuzzle and grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has never felt the kumbar, we will never really know what the kumbar is. Because that is the nature of emotions, that you only really know what an emotion is when you feel it yourself. So what is Muhammad and what is Muhammad Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we can only try to explain that in words, but the hakikat of that Muhammad is something that is only known and felt by the hearts. Different mashayikh of this ummah have given different definitions to what is Muhammad. <coughs> and we will begin with their definitions so that we can understand and look and see how far we are from their definition of what is Muhammad. Alama Shibli Rimullah said that Muhammad is that fire that captivates the heart, ignites the heart such that it captivates the whole being. The Muhammad is a flame that when it is lit in the heart, it ignites and consumes that whole muhib, that ashik, is engulfed in the flames of their Muhammad. Sheikh Bayezid Bustami Rahimullah Ta'ala said that Muhammad is to view the qualities of your beloved as immense and extreme and as perfect and to view your own qualities and virtues, your own sifat and kamalat as nakis, as weak, as deficient. And he used to use this usul, his usul or qaida of Muhammad to show people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has love, has Muhammad for his mu'mineen and he used to quote two eyes of the Qur'an. Number one, he used to quote this ayah, قُلْ مَتَاعُ الدُّنْيَا قَلِيلٌ That say that every single thing in this world is qalil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying this in his Qur'an, his khitab to insan, telling all of insan that every single thing in the dunya and all it contains, which has been given to insan and humanity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala views all of that as qalil. And when he speaks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an, about the dhikr, the ibadat that the mu'mineen do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَذَاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَذَاكِرَاتِ And those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly, the male believers who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly, and the female believers who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. So he called the zikr of insan kathir, and he called the entire dunya that he has put at the feet of insan qaleel, so Shaykh Bayezid Bustamir Himullahu Ta'ala said that this is Ain Muhammad because the lover views whatever they give to their beloved as just a trifle. No matter how great it may be, Kul Dunya Khalil. And the lover views whatever their beloved gives them as great and magnificent, no matter how small it may be, Mudakreen Allah Kathiro Wazakira. Shaykh Janin Baghdadi Rahimullah Ta'ala Imam Al-Zuhud Wa Tasawwuf Said that Muhammad Means that the sifat Of the beloved 
are transferred through this power of love into the lover. That the sifat of the beloved due to this power of love are transferred into the lover such that the lover and beloved become indistinguishable and inseparable. Such that the lover and the beloved become indistinguishable and inseparable. The greatest example of this is Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And when they migrated, when Nabi Akareem sallallahu made hijrah to Medina Manawara, and when him and Sayyidina Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala anhu arrived in Medina Manawara, those of the people of Ahl Madinah who had gathered to receive the Prophet ﷺ. And initially a first group of men were at the outskirts of the city. And then later the Prophet entered the city with their escort and the whole mass was waiting. But amongst that initial group of men, there were some men who had not yet seen the Prophet ﷺ. And they went to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq with ta'ala an. Because he had the sifat of the sunnah the adai of the sunnah, the haqiqat of the sunnah, the zahir and batin of the sunnah has so engulfed him that they were indistinguishable from one another. When Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq saw this, that from afar they were slightly making attack towards him, he took off his shawl and he raised his shawl and held it over the Prophet ﷺ to protect him from the sun, but also as an ishara. But the lover was indistinguishable from the beloved. And inseparable, the best example of this again, is Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said in one of the most commented upon hadith, لَوْ كَانَ نَبِيًّا بَعْلِ لَكَانَ Umara, That if there were to be a prophet after me, it would be Umar radiallahu anhu. So the muhandisin wondered that why did the Prophet say this? If the Prophet was going to speak in such a hypothetical way, that if there were to be a Prophet after me, he should have said, Lakana Abu Bakr, that it would have been Abu Bakr. So then the Muhandisin realized that the reason was that it was beyond the tasawwur of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he be separated from Abu Bakr. So if there was a Nabi after him, it means it would be somebody after him, not in his zamana. And because he could not imagine being separated from Abu Bakr, he said, Lakana Umara, it would have been Umar, because Abu Bakr to hey, Mirisati. Inseparable. Indistinguishable and inseparable. This is how Imam Janid Baghdadi ta'ala defined Muhammad. That the Muhib and the Mahbub, the Ashik and the Mashuk, the characteristics and traits of the beloved fall into the lover so much that they become inseparable from one another. Shaykh Siri Sakdirimullah Ta'ala define Muhammad. True love is that the lover says to their beloved, <coughs> I am yours and you are mine. I am yours and you are mine. And this is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Insan. Nabi Akreem sallallahu alayhi wa explains in hadith. مَنْ كَانَ لِلَّهِ كَانَ اللَّهُ لَهُ That that person who becomes Allah's, Allah Ta'ala becomes theirs. That person who makes this exchange of love with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, that I am yours and you are mine. مَنْ كَانَ لِلَّهِ كَانَ اللَّهُ لَهُ 
Shaykh Rahim Rahimullah Ta'ala said, that Muhammad means that the lover continues to love the beloved more and more, that the lover draws closer to the beloved more and more, irrespective of whether the beloved cast their attention on them or not. Means this was used for the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending His blessings and mercies and happinesses on me, or not, it doesn't make a difference, I continue to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and continue to draw myself closer and closer to Him. Shaykh Qasani rahimahullah ta'ala said that Muhammad means that the lover is willing to sacrifice anything and everything for their beloved. Alam al-Shimli in another one of his aqwal said that Muhammad means that the lover will love everything that their beloved loves they will dislike everything that their beloved dislikes and they will repudiate every single thing that their beloved repudiates. means all of their likes and dislikes, all of their loves and hates are now all in the nisbat and based on their beloved. They have nothing, no like or dislike for anything in of themselves anymore. They have no tabi, muhabbat and tabi karahat all of their Muhammad and Karahat is Lillah or the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Our own Shaykh has said that Muhammad is that fire and that passion that overwhelms the heart of the lover that even when they attain the goal of their Muhammad which is to become the beloved of their beloved. Even when the muhib becomes mahboob, even when the ashik becomes ma'shuk, even then their love does not fade even in the slightest. The unfading, undying emotion and passion, that is the name of Muhammad. There's another word in the Arabic language called ishq. The word ishq has not been used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an al-Kareem. The word ishq appears in hadith, in one hadith in the Sunan of Tirmidhi, and another hadith in the Muslim of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal rahimahullah ta'ala has been used by Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is the word ishq? In Lisan al-Arab, one of the greatest Arabic dictionaries and lexicons, it is mentioned that ishq refers to an extreme case of Muhammad. The extreme shiddat in Muhammad, the superlative degree of Muhammad, almost even you can say an excessive extreme Muhammad. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran al Kareem, not by using the word ishq, but by spelling it out, that those who believe are ashad in their Muhammad for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are extreme and excessive and devout in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means, in other words, an Arabic synonym, an Arabic translation, is that people of Iman are ashik of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this word ishq is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nobody speaks of ishq of an alim or ishq of a shaykh. And the poets have stolen this word for the false loves of this world. The word ishq is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
And when we have that most extreme and excessive love for Allah Ta'ala and His Messenger, then in their name, in their nisbat, then we can have Muhammad for others, for their sake and in their name. So Muhammad is for Ustad, for Shaykh, for child, for student, for father. Ishq is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Ishq is mentioned also in the Nisan al-Arab <coughs> as that feeling or emotion that when it comes in the heart, it makes the hearts tremble and quiver. And that is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an al-Kareem. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَ قُذُوبَهُمْ That indeed the true believers are those that they have ishq such that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, anything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned, in front of them their hearts tremble and quiver. <coughs> so tonight we then are speaking on ishq Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That intense, devout, extreme Muhammad from the beloved Messenger وسلم, that our deen teaches us to have. And we have seen from all these definitions of Muhammad how far we are from the haqiqat of Muhammad. That that love for the Prophet has not dominated our being. That love for the Prophet has not made us like and love everything that he likes and loves. And dislike and repudiate everything he dislikes and repudiates. All of these definitions of Muhammad, we have to give rise into ourselves. So the first question then is that why should a person love the Prophet ﷺ? There are five reasons. There are five reasons why in our deen we love Sayyidina Rasulullah ﷺ. The first reason and the greatest reason is that our Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself is the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. That why we should not make him our mahboob, that being who is the mahboob of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that he is mahboobullah is the greatest reason why we will make him our mahboob, we will make him our beloved. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahu Akbar kabira has filled his Qur'an al-Kareem with the alamat of his Muhammad, with the isharat of his Muhammad, with the dalalat of his Muhammad, where he clearly establishes that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most beloved to him of all of his creation. First example given is that from all of the anbiya who were the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the other anbiya by name in their scripture and in our scripture. But he does never address Rasulullah by name in the Qur'an al-Kareem, but rather addressed him with the khitab of Muhammad, Muzammil, Mudathir, Taha, Yaseen, out of a love for the Prophet and as an ishara to the azmat of Sayyidina Rasulullah Second, Allah SWT taught in the Qur'an to the Sahaba Karam the second most beloved of all of his creation, after the Anbiya, more beloved than the Malaika, the second most beloved of all of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation, after the Anbiya, more beloved than the Arsh and the Kursi, and the Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'alu anum ajma'in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Sahaba Ikram, 
And then all of the mu'mineen in the Qur'an, لَا تَجْعَلُوا دُعَاءُ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنُكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا That do not make the way you call the Prophet ﷺ, that you call his attention in the same way that you call one another's attention. No, no, no. Sayyidina Rasulullah should be addressed with Muhammad. He should even be called upon, asked upon with a veneration and a respect and a love even by his beloved Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala the Sahaba were so delicate in calling upon him and we have become so undelicate in treating his sunnah. We sacrifice his sunnah. We dishonor his sunnah. We impurify his sunnah. For the Sahaba Ikram had so much delicate love and tender care for him and his sunnah. Third, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the long eye on the Quran of Kareem where he's mentioned different anbiya and mursaleen and mentions an wa'da that he takes from them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a most intense ahead from all of the prophets and that is that they will spend their entire life dedicated to spreading that mission and message of nubuat which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them. And this was the same responsibility that the Prophet ﷺ placed on the ulama of this ummah when he said, Al-ulama'u waratatu anbiya that the scholars of this ummah are the heirs to the Prophet in this ahad, in this zimma, in this responsibility that they must dedicate their entire life to spread the mission and mission, message and mission of Nabuwa. But in that ayah Allah SWT said in Quran, وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِن نَبِّيِّينَ مِثَاقَهُمْ And when we took from all of the Anbiya and Mursaleen this Mithaq, this pledge, وَمِنْكَ And from you, مِنْ نَبِيَ كَرِيمِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمْ وَمِنْ نُوْهِمْ وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُوسَى وَإِيسَى بْنِ مَرْيَمَ وَأَخَذْنَا مِنْهُمْ مِثَاقًا غَلِيزًا Allah SWT says, takes the name of the Prophet first. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when this ayah was revealed, he became so happy and it comes in a deed. He said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah SWT loves you so much that instead of keeping with the chronology, he first mentions you and then mentions all of the other anbiya in the chronology in which they came. Signs in the Quran of Kareem that Allah SWT loves Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then, Allah SWT has said in the Quran of Kareem, <coughs> has equated obedience to the Prophet ﷺ to obedience with him. That indeed that person who has obeyed and has done itati rasul, it is as if tantamount to equivalent to having obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. That is how much love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for the Prophet. ﷺ. Just like in this world when you love someone. And you tell someone, Isko meri tarah samjha. Isko meri tarah samjha. That's Ba Mahavra tarjama of this. Mayyata ir rasul of pakad ata Allah. Itaati rasul is equal to, tantamount to itaati Allah. Allah akbar kameena. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the kalima, which is inscribed on his arsh, has joined his ism azam, ism zaat, ism jalala, Allah, with the ism Mustafa Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah Akbar And it's decreed that these two names should be joined in each and every place in each and every kalima in the adhan, in the salah, in the iqama that these words should be joined. And this is just not a joining of the name but this is a maqam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bestowing on His beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْآلَمِينَ That indeed we did not send you except as a mercy unto all the worlds. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. This is al-Hamar rahimin This is Rabbul Alameen. Saying that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is rahmah, is a mercy lil-Alameen to all of the worlds. And because of that, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second reason is that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most beloved to Ghairullah. First is that reason to love the Prophet sallallahu is he is Mahboobullah. Second is that he is Mahboob Ghairullah. He is Mahboob Kul. He is the beloved of each and everything in this universe. In a hadith in Sahih Muslim, it comes that there was a rock in Makkah Mukarramah that loved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so much that he said that there is a rock in Makkah Mukarramah that always used to say salam to me and even now it says salam to me. Even the rocks had a greater love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam than we do. They would always say salam to his passing and we fail to say salam to his teaching. He failed to say salam to his sunnah. He failed to say salam to his life. From the rocks, from the vegetable plant kingdom, all of you know the famous story of that stump, not even a camel tree. Last time I spoke to you about kamiliyat and kabuliyat, not a camel tree, a stump. No full trunk, no branches, no leaves. No fruit, not a single date. A cut off, amputated, amputee stump of a tree. Allah Akbar Kamira. But that tree was Kabul. That tree was Kabul to be the first member of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Akbar. It had ittisal with Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to simply lean on it. And it had so much love for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The woman of the Sahaba Ikram made out of their love for the Prophet a proper member. And then Nabi Akram decided to accept that hadiyah. And the next time on Jummah, he rose and walked up the steps of that member. Allah comes in hadith that that stump of a tree was crying, was weeping, was wailing like a young baby weeps and cries for their mother. Ishq. It was crying out of ishq. Me and you have not cried like that stump of a tree cried. This is the ishq of creation for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Animal world. Once a sahaba brought a group of camels to be slaughtered, to be made ziba, zabiha kurbani by Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and those groups of camels came and each of them stuck out their neck out of love that they wanted to be the first one that the Prophet ﷺ would 
sacrifice. Allahu Akbar kamiya. As-sabikun al-awwadun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned this. These animals are taking us out in their subkat for the love for the Prophet We do not present our lives for his sunnah. They were presenting their lives for him. Allahu Akbar kamiya. Mahboomikul. And then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the beloved of humanity. Akhir before that, the beloved of the angels. The greatest angel Jibreel alayhi salam became Ashik of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam. He used to say, it comes in hadith, he used to say that his greatest honor was that he was the bearer of wahi to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. And once he brought an ayah in which it is mentioned about himself, Jibreel Islam, that he will be in a state of aman. And he told the Prophet that this day is the happiest day of my life. And it's your barakah. That before this ayah was revealed, I was always scared that maybe what happened to Iblis would happen to me. That Iblis was a jinn and he used to spend the company of the angels. And he became mardud. And throughout all of history I've been scared. And I brought wahi to other anbiya as well. But your barakah was that you were the agent of the bringing of this Quranic wahi in which it is also mentioned that I will also be amina. Allahu Akbar kameena. Mahboomul malaika, mahboomin jibrail. And mahboomin insan. The beloved of human beings. And the greatest of his lovers, the sahaba karam radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. And the greatest of the greatest of his lovers, Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So much love to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he came to know that my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is going to migrate, is going to leave secretly in the middle of the night and go and leave the oppression of the kuffar of Quraysh of Makkah Mukarramah and migrate to Medina Manawara. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq went to the Prophet and asked permission. I want to be your Rafiq. I want to be your Khadim. I want to be your companion and your attendant. And when Nabi Karim Sallallahu gave his permission, Amma Aishra narrates that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqui started crying like a baby. He was so happy. And she said, I had never ever seen my father cry. Crying out of ishq. اور ایک نبی کریم سمسم اور اللہ تعالیٰ کے عشق میں رونا وہ بھی نصیب ہو مخلوق کے عشق پر رونا کیا نصیب ہے دنیا پر آنے جانے پر رونا کیا نصیب ہے ہمیں عشق الہی اور عشق رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے آنسو ہو جائے سین ابو بکر صدیق crying like a baby because he was so happy that سینہ رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم accepted him from this journey and when he went on that journey Alama Alusi Rimola, one of the greatest ulama of Andalus of Muslim Spain, one of the greatest mufassirin of this ummah, author of Ruhul Ma'ani, writes in his tafsir the details of this hijrah, Ajib, and mentions that when Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq spotted this cave, where they were going to hide, for, end up hiding or living for three days. So he spotted this cave and he went into the cave and he tried to clean it to the best of his ability. And he tried to close all the holes such that he even ripped off pieces of his clothing. 
And then Nabi Kareem was so tired from this endless journey that the Prophet then laid his head in the lap of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq Then Siddiq Akbar saw a hole in the ground and he realized that this was he could tell that this was the hole from which snakes come. So he put his foot and he put his heel over that hole. He put his heel over that hole and the snake started stinging his heel. And he held back any sound of that pain. Such that he kept getting stung. But because Nabi Kareem was in his lap, Allah Lucy writes that he held back. And he kept getting stung such that the pain was so excruciating that tears of pain started coming from him. And one such tear fell on the cheek of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam, and Nabi Kareem woke up. And he woke up and he gazed, Allah Akbar. Nabi Kareem sallallahu wa that the first glance, the first thing he saw when he woke up was Siddiqui Akbar radiallahu ta'ala an. Ye ashukar mashukota. And so he asked that my beloved Siddiq, what is it that's made you cry? And then Siddiq, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Sikhan told him. So then Sayyidina Rasulullah took some of his saliva and he put it on the heel. Antidote to the venom. Put some of his saliva on the heel of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq on the and then Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq says that it's such a itminan and sukur that just as the excruciating pain of the poison just opposite to that was the coolness and the warmth of the saliva of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Akbar Kabir When they were in the cave for three days Sayyidina Abu Bakr had a son Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu it was his job, young boy. It was his job that he would come to the cave for those three days and he would give news of the Quraysh that sometimes they're looking this way, they're looking that way. He would give them updates. Then Sayyidina Bakr had a slave. He told the slave that you will herd the sheep in that direction and then when you come secretly you will give us some milk. Then his daughter, Asma bin Tabi Bakr, was a young girl. It was her duty that she would bring the food to the cave of where they were hiding. And the food was cooked by his wife, the wife of Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq So accordingly, the Muhaddisin say that the entire family of Ashik Rasul were doing Khidmat Rasul on that hijrah. And Asma bin Tabi Bakr her own love of a child, of a girl of the Prophet that once when she came to give the food to the Prophet he could see that she was distraught. And she was shaken up. And she was disheveled. And she was distraught. She was shaken up. So he asked her, that you look a bit sad today. And she said, yes, yesterday, when I had come to you, and on my way back to Makkah Mukarama, Abu Jahl spotted me. And he came to me. And he accosted me. And he said, Asma, I know you must know where your father and his friend are. And she said, yes, I know where my father and his friend are. And he said that you must tell me. And she said, I must not tell you. And then he said that I will beat you. Still silent. Such that he struck her. And then he kept striking her till she fell and she hit her head on a boulder and she started to bleed. And then she swore to him. She said, Mullahi ya Abu Jahl. That I swear to Allah subhanahu wa Abu Jahl. You can take the life out of my body, but you will never take out the hiding place of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from me. 
Allah Akbar Kabira. The love of a girl for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Our young men and young girls, they can't even hear one tana on following the sunnah. And this young girl, she is willing to be beat to death if that's what it takes. That is her love for Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Ishki Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Here, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anu. Then, when, when, when Sayyidina Rasulullah saw this, when Sayyidina Asma Radana told him this, then the Prophet said this famous hadith, that, oh Allah, I can repay the favors of everyone, but only Allah can repay the favors of Abu Bakr over me. All of the favors that all the Sahaba have done to me, I feel that I have recompensed them. But only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can compensate saying Abu Bakr Siddiq for the favors that he has done to me. Here, when they were walking from the cave to Medina Manavara, after they left after three days and they continued on their journey. So this also comes in hadith that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq would sometimes walk to the left of the Prophet. Then he would start walking to the right of the Prophet. Then he would walk in front of the Prophet. Then he would walk behind the Prophet. So the Prophet asked him, Ya Abu Bakr, what are you doing? And Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq said, Ya Rasulullah, sometimes I get the feeling that maybe an enemy may come at us from the left side, so I walk on your left. Then all of a sudden I get worried that maybe they'll come from the right side, I walk on the right. Then I get worried that maybe they may be in front of us, so I walk in front. Then I get afraid I should be protecting your rear, so I walk behind. Just like they say, like the moth goes around the candle out of love. Out of love for the Prophet sometimes on right, left, front, back. Allah Akbar Ishq. Extreme Muhammad. Ishq. Excessive Muhammad. This is what our deen teaches us. To be an ashik sadiq. A true, sincere lover of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibn Hajar Asqalani rahimullah. One of the greatest muhandithin of this ummah narrates a hadith. That once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that I love three things. There are three things that I love in this world. The Prophet said, I love three things in this world. Itar, a pleasant fragrance. A pious wife. And that salah that is the coolness of my eyes. Immediately, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq spoke. Said, ya Rasulullah, I also love three things in this world. Allah Akbar. Ya Rasulullah, I also love three things in this world. Number one, to gaze upon your face. Number two, to spend my money upon you. And number three, the fact that my daughter is your wife. Allah Akbar. And there's all of his three loves were based on his ishq of Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I also have three loves. Number one, to gaze upon you. Number two, to spend my wealth on you. And number three, that my daughter is your wife. Allahu Akbar Kabir. Ashik. One Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala stopped. There was a, another famous kafir at that time like Sayyidina Abu Bakr, uh, like Sayyidina uh, Utba. Utba. And Utbah was attacking Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiqah came to the Prophet's defense. And then Utbah started attacking Abu Bakr. 
Then some other kuffar started attacking Abu Bakr. Such that they beat Abu Bakr so bad that he became unconscious. The first thing he was taken to his home, his mother narrates this. The very first thing he did when he regained consciousness, he asked, what is the state of Prophet ﷺ? The very first thing. Even in his unconsciousness, he had ishq Rasul Allahu Akbar Kabir. Then after that, because of that, the kuffar then took a vow that they would kill Abu Bakr. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and the person did mashwara, and the Prophet told him that you should go to Abyssinia to Ethiopia. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq went to the left, Ethiopia, for, for Makkah towards Ethiopia. And he was very sad, and the Prophet was also very sad. And then the Bihakrin made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He didn't want to be separated from Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq with the as he was going on the path out of Makkah Makarama towards Abyssinia, Ethiopia, uh, Ibn Dagna. Ibn Dagna was an unbeliever at that time, but a very powerful member of the Arabs, an old friend of Abu Bakr's. So he asked him, where are you going? And he said that so many people from the Quraysh have taken a vow and oath on my head. And he said, no, 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 don't worry, I'll protect you. This was the thing in the Arab custom, that if somebody would take Zamanat of you, who was a respected clan member, then nobody, you would be inviolable. So he would turn right back to Makkah Makarama. And Ibn Dagna said that he's under my protection, nobody can touch him. Until then, it comes in a deed that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq had beautiful recitation of Quran. Such that just due to his Tilawat, people would accept Islam. So then the leaders of the Kuffar went to Ibn Dagna and said, that okay, you protected him, but don't allow him to recite the Qur'an. Because his recitation of the Qur'an wins people's hearts over for Islam. Ibn Dagna went to Sayyidina Bakr and said, okay, I can protect you, but you have to meet this condition. Then Sayyidina Bakr said, I cannot stop recitation of Qur'an. Allah is sufficient for me as a protector. I return your protectorship. Allah Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq would be Allah Ta'ala And all of you know the famous story. That once the Prophet ﷺ asked that people should donate for jihad fi sabilillah. And Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu always had it in his mind that one day I will be able to outdo Abu Bakr. So this day he thought that this is the opportunity. So he went and he gave half of all of his stuff to the Prophet ﷺ. So the Prophet ﷺ asked him after he gave a whole bunch of stuff. So what have you left behind for your wife and family? So he said, half, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Then came in Sayyidina Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala anam. Also gave a lot of stuff. Was wearing a tattered cloth. Abu Bakr Siddiq witnessing him coming in. And the Prophet asked him the same question. That Abu Bakr, what have you left behind for your wife and family? And Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu ashik of Allah and ashik of Rasul. Said, I left behind Allah ta'ala and his messenger. They say the Umar and comes in a date that he went to the Abu Bakr afterwards. He said, I'll never try to compete with you again. Then say the Bakr Sneakana's ishq was also part of his marafat of the Quran. When the Surah Ida Jaanasrullahi wal Fat was revealed, all of the Sahaba started rejoicing that Allah subhanahu wa said that his mother the Nusrat will come and we will have fat, we will have victory. Then Abu Bakr Siddiq again started crying. 
just asked him, why are you crying? And he said, don't you realize that now the mission of the Prophet has come to an end and he will be leaving us soon. Allah rejoicing because they think that the Fatah is coming Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq went on to cry because he realizes now that the Fatah is coming the Prophet's mission will be concluding and he will be departing from us Ashik Sadiq Sayyidina Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala Ishq of the female Sahabiyat Ishq of the male Sahabiyat we can go on and on let me give you one of such ashik, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Ishkim, the female sahabiyah, in the battle of Uhud, when the kuffar first started to win, there was a moment when the Muslims were winning, then the kuffar started to win. And when they won, and at that point, Khalid bin Walid was with them, and they had this rallying cry. And then one of them announced that the Prophet has become shaheed. And in the chaos, the Sahaba Kram started to panic. And they thought that perhaps indeed the Prophet has become martyred. So one Sahaba immediately rode back to Medina Manawar to give the news. So when he rode to Medina Manawar from Oud, very close, very close, from Oud to Medina Manawar. So when the Sahabiyat heard this, one female Sahaba, she got on her camel, raced off to Oud. She said, I won't believe it until I see it for myself. So when she came near the battlefield, she started meeting Sahaba. During the jihad, she asked them, what of Muhammad sallallahu They said, I don't know. But your father, he's lying in shade over there. She couldn't care. She kept going. Then another sahaba asked him, what of Muhammad sallallahu And he said, I don't know. But your husband, he was shade, he's over there. Didn't care. Kept going. Said, your brother, your son. She kept going until she saw the Prophet on this peak of this hill where he had been stationed. And she said that now all of my sadnesses and worries are not at my happiness at seeing my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah. Ashik. Ishq ibn Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Otherwise in this world, a woman who loses her father, husband, son, brother, all in the same day. Allah Akbar. Happy that her beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is alive. Fatima ibn Tikhais she received a proposal from Abdurrahman ibn Awf and she asked the Prophet and Abdurrahman ibn Awf was a very well off Sahaba noble, beautiful, handsome Sahaba but Sayyidina told her no I prefer that you should marry Osama Osama young Mujahid Young Mujahid who became also Amir al-Mu'mineen from jihad after Sayyidina Khalid ibn Walid Her ishq of Rasul she married whoever the Prophet told her. Sayyidina Saad a Sahama who was not handsome who lacked any wealth. He went to the Prophet and he said Ya Rasulullah nobody is accepting my proposal. Nobody is accepting my proposal. So the Prophet told him that, okay, go to your uncle, go to your own uncle, and tell him that I have sent you to ask for the hand of his daughter. So Sadr went to his uncle, and he told his uncle that I have come to ask for the hand of your daughter. Now before he could even finish the sentence, his uncle said that, you? For my daughter? 
You who have no attributes and no qualities and no looks and no wealth, how can you ask for the hand of my daughter? And he was in this anger. Claire said the Sadhana then and he said, Left, leave. To say the Sadhana as he was leaving, he said, I want you to know that Sayyidina Rasulullah sent me and then he left. The daughter heard the conversation. The father with his uncle went to the daughter and said, Can you believe? The audacity of him. She said, Father, didn't you hear what he said at the end? That Sayyidina Rasulullah sent him. Don't look at who came, look at who sent him. I want to marry him. Allah Ishq Rasul This is the greatest ishq that a woman gives herself to that man who Nabi Kareem wished for them. Khair, stories of female sahabiyat, also many. Children. One child. Sayyidina Zayd ibn Harith radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sayyidina Zayd was actually kidnapped by the Banu Qais tribe once when he was traveling. And he was enslaved by them and taken to Makkah Mukarramah and sold as a slave. His incredible fortune in Kubudiyat that he was bought by Hakim ibn Hazm who was the nephew of Amma Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. And he bought him as a gift for his aunt, Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. So he bought Zayd and gave him as a gift to her aunt. So now Zayd is the slave of young boy. Slave of Sayyidina Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. And then obviously, Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Zayd ibn Haris' father loved him deeply. And there's long, even Arab poetry, Arabic poetry, that about the love that Zayd ibn Harith and father had for him. And he was always searching for his son. Because his son had been kidnapped and enslaved. One day, some of the people from the father's tribe visited Makkah Mukarramah and they saw Zayd. So they went back to the father and they said that we have seen your son. And it seems he has been sold as a slave in Makkah Mukarramah. So Zayd's father and his uncle came to Makkah Mukarramah. And they came to Sayyidina Rasulullah and asked and they found out. So they came to Sayyidina Rasulullah and said, this is our son. And so Sayyidina Rasulullah said, okay, fine. And told Zayd, you can go. And Zayd looked at his father and looked at his uncle and looked at Sayyidina Rasulullah and said, I don't want to go. And then the maker son explained to him and said, do you know who this is? This is your father and your uncle who have been pining for you. Zayd said, yes, I know who they are. And I know who you are. Allah <laughs> I know who they are. And I know who you are. I'm not going. So then, Nabi Akrim Sallallahu said that, okay, I free you at this moment and I adopt you as my son. Ishq Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Of a child more than his father. True Ishq. Allah Akbar this is the ishq of humanity from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the greatest reasons to love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, number one, was that he was Mahboobullah, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. And number two, that he was Mahboob of all of Ghairullah as well. He was Mahboob al-Malaika, Mahboob al-Jibreel, and Mahboob al-Sahaba, Mahboob al-Siddiq. This is our Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Second, third reason to love the Prophet 
is the beauty of Sayyidina Rasulullah The husn wa jamal of the Prophet Allahu Akbar Kabir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sent a hadith about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah jameelun wa yuhimbul jamal. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beauty and He loves that which is beauty. And He has poured all of the beauty in His creation into the zat of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma kurtubi rahimuhullah. Also an Andalusi mufassir. Has written his tafsir that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not manifest, make zahir the beauty of the Prophet ﷺ in this earth, otherwise there would be no human who would have been able to gaze upon him. Allahu Akbar Kameerah. Such a beauty. Beauty in his surat and beauty in his sirat. Beauty in his zahir and beauty in his batin. Beauty in his waj and his jism and beauty of his qalb and his ruh. Absolute beauty. The stories of the beauty of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are many. Sayyidina Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Once he was looking at the moon. On the night of the full moon. On the night of the 13th, 14th, 15th of the lunar month. And he saw the whiteness and the shiningness of the moon. And then he looked at the face of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then he looked at the moon. And then he looked at the face of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, by Allah... My beloved Messenger ﷺ is infinitely more beautiful than the moon. Allahu Akbar. Ishq. Ishq Nusul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sayyidina Musa ibn Umair radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It narrated a long hadith that has been narrated by Imam Al-Tirmidhi in his book called Shama'il in which he's gathered all the hadith describing containing the descriptions of our beloved Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In that hadith Sayyidina Musa ibn Umair says that the Prophet had the most beautiful of complexion, fair with a slightly reddish hue, that he had slightly, he had the blackest of hair that was slightly wavy and parted in the middle, that he had a thick beard that filled his chest, that his neck would shimmer and it was shinier than silver, that he was of medium height but due to his Veneration, his stature felt that he was tall. That his eyebrows were not joint in the middle. That he had long and delicate eyelashes. That he had a small gap between his front teeth from which the noor used to shine when he used to smile or laugh. Beautiful. We should become ashik of the husn of Rasul as opposed to becoming ashik of the husn of this dunya. Today the young men have sacrificed their hearts and souls for the false beauties that this world has to offer. The young man was supposed to give their heart and soul to the beauty of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we think of beauty, or when we are deluded and tempted to think of false beauty, you should immediately conjure up in your mind and heart the beauty of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Just to show you how important even this beauty is, in a hadith in Sahih Muslim, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, by him in whose hand is the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as he swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a day would come to you when you would not be able to see me and a single glimpse of my face would be dearer to you than your own family and everything you have. Allahu Akbar Kameer. Clear hadith in Sahih Muslim. 
establishing the importance of the beauty of the Prophet ﷺ. That a day would come to you that you would not be able to see me and the glimpse of my, a single glimpse of my face would be dearer to you than your own family and everything that you have. Allahu Akbar So we not maybe we're able to get that glimpse in this world but through the descriptions of the Prophet ﷺ we can conjure up that image in our mind. So the second reason to love the Prophet ﷺ was his beauty. Third reason. That was the third reason. Fourth reason is the kamalat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His grandeur, his perfection, his attributes, his nobility. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in Quran. وَكَانَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ azima. That indeed the fuzzle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on you, beloved Master son, is azim. This is Allahul azim saying that the fuzzle on Nabi Kareem sallallahu is azim. This is why it is any Qur'an, not bidat, any Qur'an to say azmat rasul When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in Qur'an, وَكَانَ فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكَ عَظِيمًا That the fuzzle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent on the person is azim. That means our Nabi Kareem sallallahu is indeed azim. If Allahul azim is said in his Qur'an al-azim, that he has sent upon him a fuzzle al-azim, he is definitely then a Nabi al-azim. Azmat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Grandeur and perfection. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Such a maqam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. First example of that maqam. Maqam of Isra and Mi'raj. That on the Isra he was made Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. That each and every one of the true Anbiya. All of them prayed behind the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All of them sat in their salad that tashahud ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. Imam al-Anbiya'i wa mursali. And then on the miraj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon him a maqam that he had not bestowed upon any of his creation, any other nabi. Past the kursi, past the arsh, right into the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, فَأَوْحَى إِلَىٰ أَبْدِهِ مَا أَوْحَى That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to His servant at that moment whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Next maqam. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam is Kalimullah. Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam is Khalilullah. Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam is Ruhullah. And Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam is Habibullah. Maqam-i Habib and Maqam-i Mahbub were bestowed upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Next maqam, maqam is shifa. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this maqam, this right to intercede on the behalf of his ummah, on behalf of the mu'mineen who were his muhibbeen on the day of judgment. Those who are ashik rasul will get shifa to rasul on the day of judgment. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed another maqam. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ That indeed you have been made on an azim character. The akhlaq of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are azim. The greatest batan, the greatest sifat, the greatest attributes and character 
has been given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the gates of Jannah in Hadith and Muslim, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that I will be the first to go to the gates of Jannah. And the gatekeeper will ask, Man anta, who are you? And I will say, the Prophet will say his name. And then the gatekeeper of Jannah will say, I've been commanded for all of time to only open these gates for you. So the maqam of being opener of the gate to Jannah. And the greatest maqam, perhaps, another maqam, rahmatullahalameen, and the greatest maqam for us is that he has been sent to this world to make, to bring and uplift humanity so that they also become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the bringer of humanity to maqam and mahbubiyat Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, "Qul in kuntum Allah, that all my beloved messenger sallam tell the people, if you claim to love Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, fattabi'uni, they tell them they must do ittiba of you and your sunnah. If they follow your sunnah and your path and your way, if they follow your surah, your sirat, your adab and your akhlaq, yuhibbukum Allah. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will love them. Allah will love you, and Allah will forgive you for all of your sins. So a person becomes mahbub due to the sunnah that is perhaps the greatest azmat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he can take naqis, najis, impure, sinning mu'mineen like us. But if we also get our nisbat with the sunnah that even weak and sinning believers like us can become mahbubin, can become the beloveds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the fourth reason to love the Prophet was his maqam, his azmat. The fifth and final reason for tonight to love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the ahsanat of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the favors and graces of the Prophet on us. So don't think just rahmatan lil alameen. Don't think just rahmatan lil mu'mineen. You should feel this personally. On me. The asanad of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on me personally are enough of a reason for me to become his ashik sadiq. The favors of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on us. One of the most famous ayahs in the Qur'an al-Kareem about this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Qur'an, لَكَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ That indeed has come to you a Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from your own selves. Azizun alayhi ma anittum That it weighs heavily upon him what you do. It weighs heavily upon him the things that you do. Allahu Akbar Kameer. Azizun alayhi ma anittum. Harisun alaykum. And he is hears for you. He is deeply desirous of you. He is deeply concerned for you. He deeply yearns for you. He is haris. Allahu Akbar. That is Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Allahu Rabbul Alameen is saying Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Harisun alaykum. You should take it personally. Ya Allah, jo nabi mere baare mein hadees thay, mujhe bhi unke baare mein hadees bana dijay. Ek soda hai, 
We don't have hairs for that sunnah. Hairs. Lalaj for the sunnah. Lalaj for the seerat. Lalaj for the surat. Lalaj for his way. Harisun alaykum. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third thing. Bil mu'minina raufur rahim. Allahu akbar kameena. Allahur rauf is saying that Nabi Kareem Sallallahu is rauf bil mu'minin. That mean you. Allahur rahim is saying in Quran that Nabi Kareem is bil mu'minin rahim. Rauf means kind and tender. Rahim means merciful. Bil mu'minin raufur rahim. Allahu akbar kameena. This is our Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If we are amongst the mu'mineen, know that he is rahuf for you. He is rahim for you. He is harith for you. And it weighs upon him, aziz, it is upon him, the things that me and you run around doing. Allahu Akbar Kameena. This is our Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He used to stand the nights in tahajjud. Such that it comes in hadith, that his feet and his ankles used to swell up. And what dua would he make? After such a mujahidah tahajjud, he would make dua for the maghfirat of his ummah. He would make dua for me and you. We have said that the prayers of the can there be more disloyal and ummati than us? Can there be more untrue and ummati than us? And can there ever be more true a Nabi than him? Can there ever be more loyal a Nabi than him? Can there ever be more loving a Nabi than him? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact, it comes in Sunan Nasai. Sayyidina Abu Dhar al-Ghafari rahimahullah ta'ala. Sayyidina Abu Dhar al-Ghafari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that one night, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam spent the whole night reciting one ayah of the Quran in salah. Which ayah of the Quran? In ta'adzibhum fa'innahum ibaduk wa in ta'gfirlahum fa'innaka antal azizul hakim. Ya Allah, this ayah has been mentioned in Quran that Isa salam on the day of judgment is going to make this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about those of his followers who had this wrong aqidah that Isa was the son of Allah. And Isa salam will say that, Oh Allah, if you punish them, then indeed they are your servants. And if you forgive them, then indeed you are the mighty and the wise one. So Nabi Kareem salam saw this ayah, revealed this ayah, about what Isa salam is going to say on the day of judgment, Nabi Kareem immediately thought of his ummah. He said, why not I use that ayah right now tonight? Allahu Akbar Kameena. So spent the whole night reciting this ayah over and over again about his ummah, that, oh Allah, if you send your azab on my ummah, indeed they are your servants and slaves, it is your right to do whatever you do. وَإِن تَغْفِرْ لَهُمْ But if you forgive them, فَإِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ that indeed you are the mighty and wise Allahu Akbar Kameera. Interestingly, why Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Al-Azizul Hakim? 
Otherwise, you would have thought, you would have said, So some of the Mufassirin write that here, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on behalf of his ummah, was doing ikrar to the azmat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying, innaka antal aziz. That may apne gunagar ummah ki taraf se, may kehata hon ki aap aziz hain, aap hakeem hain. Aap unko maaf karna hain. Allah akmak kabir. Subhanallahi wa bihamni, subhanallahi azim. Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Prayed so much. Once comes another day that Nabi Akhrim sallallahu was making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Over and over and over again. It's Hadith Sahih Muslim. Hadith in the Sahih Muslim. What was the dua? Allahumma ummati ummati. That's it. Over and over. Oh Allah, my ummah, my ummah. Oh Allah, my ummah, my ummah. Such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel alayhi salam down to ask my beloved, what is he asking? So Jibreel alayhi salam asked, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me to ask you, what are you asking? The Bihikrim just looked and even he was, grief was such that he could just say it again. Allahumma ummati ummati. So Jibreel alayhi salam went back up. So then Allah ta'ala told Jibreel alayhi salam to go tell him that we will not let him grieve regarding his ummah. We will make him pleased. And some of the muhaddisin have linked this hadith with this ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, وَلَسَوْفَ يُؤْتِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْدَى Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bestow upon you so much Prophet فَتَرْدَى such that you will be happy. Means Allah ta'ala will bestow so much maghfirat upon your ummah such that you will become happy. Allahu Akbar to me. Another hadith. Nabi Akhrim said to the Sahaba that all of the anbiya and prophets get a dua which is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, what dua did you make? And the Bihikrim said that, no, I've saved my dua for my ummah. I saved this dua that on the day of judgment, when the hisab of my ummah is being done, I will use this special dua and ask Allah, Ya Allah, forgive my ummah. Allahu Akbar Kameer. In a hadith in Ibn Majah, on Yawm al-Arafat, on Hajj, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah forgive my ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded that oh my beloved messenger I have forgiven everyone in your ummah except those who will oppress and usurp the rights of others. Hukuk al-ibad ki alawa sabtiz maaf karmiya. Next, Nabiya Kareem spent the whole night praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive the hukuk al-ibad as well. How? That he prayed the whole night up till Muzdalifah. Up till Bukufi Muzdalifah. So for those who go on Hajj, this is the importance of Muzdalifah. That Allah Ta'ala grant Jannah to the Muslim. In other words, jiske hukuk al-ibad, kendar haq talfi hui hai, iske bajai ki jo zalim hai usse haq lain, un muzumin ko jannati dene. In other words, grant, fulfill the hukuk al-ibad yourself by granting them Jannah. And after Fajr Salah, in Muzdalifah, Allah subhanahu wa revealed to the Prophet we have accepted your dua. That we will give the Muslimin Jannat. And we will fulfill the hukuk ourselves by giving them Jannat. And then Nabi Akhrim started laughing. And so the Sahabakram asked the Yasuasam, why are you laughing? And he said that Shaitan overheard this and he was so upset, I started laughing. Allah <laughs> Akbar Nabi Akhrim sallallahu alayhi wa so much 
Esanat, and so much love. Actually, the real thing is that so much love that he had for his ummah. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, An-Nabiyyu awla bil mu'minina min anfusihim. That the Nabi, because he had so much love for the mu'minin, because he was rauf and rahim for the mu'minin, because hadith for the mu'minin, he is awla min anfusihim. He is more, has more of a right to them than their own selves. And that is what Nabi Kareem Salaam said. That's how much love we should have. He said in a hadith that none of you believe perfectly until I am more beloved to you than your parents, than your children, than everything in this world, than your own selves. And in Quran, An-Nabiyyu awla bil-mu'minina min anfusihim. Allahu Akbar Kabira. But now we'll close and just give you one or two last ayahs in hadith. One or two last ayahs and hadith. Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that there are three things that if a person has them they will feel the sweetness of iman in their heart. They will feel the halawat of iman in their kalb. Number one, ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The word in the hadith is love. Muhammad for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam above all else. That is ishq. To love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah more than every other ideology, fashion, culture, society, trend, idea, more than any single thing, person, everything. Number two, that after that person has that, then second, that to love someone for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And number three, that they should loathe going back into kufr and shirk like a person loathes being placed into a fire. Then, one last hadith, one second to last hadith, one last ayah, and one last hadith. Second to last hadith. Once, it's hadith in Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari. Once a Sahaba was brought to Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa having been caught drinking. And the Biyakarim Sallallahu then ordered that the Had punishment, the lashes, for drinking should be applied to that Sahaba. And in the Hadith in Bukhari continues that that Sahaba had been caught repeatedly in the past as well. So some other Sahaba there, because they were so upset that this person keeps breaking the heart of the Prophet Sallallahu that he keeps drinking, he keeps getting the punishment, and he keeps drinking. So that one Sahaba, in a state of emotion, cursed him, sent lanat on the Sahaba who was caught. Immediately, Hadith and Bukhari, immediately Nabi Akhlin said, La tal anuhu, don't send lanat on him. La tal anuhu, don't send lanat on him. For wallahi alimtu annahu yuhibbullaha wa rasuluh. For I swear by Allah, I know that He loves Allah and His Messenger. This is the maqam of ishqa ilahi and ishqa rasul. Don't misunderstand. Ishqa ilahi and ishqa rasul doesn't put you outside of sharia. This hadith is making it clear. Ashikta, phir bhi had lagri. Ashikta, mehboob ko pata ki ashikhe, phir bhi had lagite. No amount of ishqa rasul puts a person outside the sharia. You must follow the sharia and sunnah. 
But what this hadith does teach us is that if ever we fall into sin, if we have the love for the Prophet and Allah in our heart, that will one day redeem us. Why? Because the Prophet don't put lanat on them. Lanat means that person who is removed from the mercy of Allah. Bod and rahmatullahi. And the Bakram is saying, no, he will never be beyond the reach of Allah's mercy. It means, don't put lanat on him. He is not beyond Allah's mercy. Means, one day Allah's mercy will overcome him. And he or she will make true tawbah. Why will they eventually get that tawfiq to drew tawbah from their sins? Because of the love for Allah spawned on the Prophet in their heart. That is the ishq for the sinner. So for those of us who are the sinning members of this ummah, we can realize that the value in need. It's not just like that that the mashaykh of Tasawwuf are always telling us to have ishq Allah and ishq Rasul. Because they know that that's part of our tawbah. As long as that ishqa lai and ishqa rasul is alive in our heart, inshallah one day we will have tawfiq to make true tawbah, tawbah to nasuh, and live a life completely according to the Qur'an, sunnah and sharia. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, last ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Qur'an al-Kareem, وَمَنْ يُتِئِ اللَّهُ وَالرَّسُولُ That person who obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what will they get? فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْأَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ That they will be for all of eternity with those people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent His favor and grace مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالسِّدِّكِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ With all of the Nabiyeen, with all of the Prophets, all of the Siddiqeen, all of the truest followers of the Prophets, وَالشُّهَدَاءِ All of the martyrs of all of the Ummahs, was Salihin and all of the righteous and virtuous people of all of the Ummats. Wahasuna Ula'ika Rafika and beautiful and virtuous are such companions. So when we become true by following each and every Sunnah of the Prophet and become true to our Ishq and Muhammad and do this Itaat Rasul, then the end of that is we will have the eternal company of the noblest of human beings ever to have lived. And finally, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explained the same concept in a hadith. Once he was sitting with the Sahaba Karam and he was telling them about Jannah. And he told them that Jannah has darajat. And Sahaba were ashik. And they became sad. And they began to ask them that why are you sad? And they said, Ya Rasulullah, if Jannah is made up of darajat, and each person will get that daraja according to their maqam, then your maqam is much higher than ours, so you will be in a much higher daraja than ours, and that means we will be separated from you in Jannah, and while we are together with you in this world, so what type of Jannah is that for us? So Sayyidina Rasulullah responded, Al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba. Don't worry. عشق رسول اس وقت کام آئے گا یہ جو آپ کے دلوں میں جو عشق جوش پکڑ رہا ہے یہ اس وقت اصل میں کام آئے گا المر اما امن احمد a person will be with that whom they love so because you love me you will be with me that is what Nabi Akareem صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم said so now it means that the عشق رسول صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم in our heart in this world will lead to ma'iyyat rasul in jannatul for those for all of the akhirah. 
This is why we need Ishqa Rasul. Our greatest need is Ishqa Ilahi and Ishqa Rasul. And our greatest treasure is Ishqa Ilahi and Ishqa Rasul. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu accept us for this path of Ishq. May He put the hakikat of Ishq into our heart. May He grant us a life that is true and full of that Ishq and Muhammad. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين دعاكي جي سبحان ربي العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تكفر لنا وتحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا يا الله يا رب كريم يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله you are the creator of Nabi Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم Ya Allah, you are the lover of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, dalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we have wronged ourselves. Ya Allah, we have gone far from the path of the sunnah. We have gone far from his talimat and kifiyat. Ya Allah, our akhlaq are far from his akhlaq. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have let the love for him fade out from our hearts. Dalamna anfusana. Ya Allah, we have wronged our own selves. Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us for this sin. We ask that you forgive us for this transgression. We ask that you forgive us for taking him for granted. We ask that you forgive us for taking his sunnah for granted. We ask that you forgive us for all of the sunnahs that we broke. All of the sunnahs that we have broken. We ask you to forgive us for all the sunnahs that we break. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to grant us a life of the sunnah. Ya Allah, we ask that you grant us a life firmly established in the sunnah. Ya Allah, we wish to have the zahir and batin of the sunnah. We ask to have the surat and seerat of the sunnah. We wish to have the adam and akhlaq of the sunnah. We wish to have the kifiyat of the sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to have the sunnah love for you that Nabi Kareem sallallahu had. Ya Allah, grant us the sunnah fear for you that Nabi Kareem sallallahu had. Ya Allah, grant us the sunnah tawakkul, the sunnah shukr, the sunnah rahim, the sunnah sabr, the sunnah ishq, the sunnah khashiyat. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, from the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet, from the outer of our forms to the inner hearts of our being, Ya Allah, we ask that you drown us in the sunnah, submerge us in the sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you make us his ummati. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us amongst his sincere ummati. Ya Allah, we ask that you raise us amongst his ummat on the day of judgment. Ya Allah, all of the du'as that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made for his ummah, Ya Allah, accept each and every one of du'as and each and every one of our haq. Ya Allah, make us the misdaq of his du'a. Make us the misdaq of his umid. Ya Allah, make us his murid. Ya Allah, make us his murad. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us in such a way that he would be pleased to meet us on the day of judgment. And Ya Allah, save us from all of our sins. Extract us from our sins. Ya Allah, you said in Quran, Azizun alayhi ma anittum, that it worries him, bears greatly on him that which we do. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you rectify our amal. We ask that you cleanse our hearts. We ask that you purify our nafs. We ask that you purify our eyes. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we're worried, Ya Allah, that our actions, that our deeds, that our nama amal will be a source of great worry and distress to him. Ya Rabbi Kareem, out of your love for him, and Ya Allah, surely you love him. Ya Allah, we ask that you fix the halat of this ummah. We ask that you send your mercy on the halat of this ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, this ummah is ummah Mustafa. Ya Allah, you, you are Rabbi Mustafa. Ya Allah, we ask you to send your special mercy upon this ummah. Ya Allah, guide us when we go astray. Remind us when we forget. Guide us knowledge when we are ignorant. Ya Allah, send us your hidayah when we are on Zalala. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to guide the legions and legions of this 
ummah will become distant from you, distant from his beloved sunnah, distant from the deen. Ya Allah, we ask that you guide us back. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask that you put in our heart a love for Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam, and let our love for the Prophet Wasallam extinguish and incinerate all of our false loves. Ya Allah, we wish that you take out all of the other ishq from our hearts and give us only ishq ilahi and ishq rasul in our hearts. Ya Allah, we wish that you take out all the Muhammads from our hearts and only grant us that Muhammad that can be in the name of this ishq of you and this ishq of your beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we no longer wish to be attracted to the false beauty. We no longer wish to be enticed by the beauty of this world. Ya Allah, make we want that you should make us enamored of the beauty of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make us enamored by the husni jamal of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you bring us up and make us fulfill the rights of the Prophet over us. We ask that you make us a mukhlas ummati. We ask that you make us always remember the azmat of his zat, the azmat of his mission, the azmat of his nabuat, the azmat of his message, the azmat of his sunnah, the azmat of his sirat. Ya Allah, we ask that you also give us a life that is patterned after his hayat tayyibah. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua for all of the Muslimin of the Sunnah, all of the Muslimin who are his muhibbin and ashikin. Ya Allah, shower your special mercy and kalam upon them. Ya Allah, especially those Muslimin who are his muhibbin and ashikin who are being attacked by the enemies, who are being oppressed by the enemies from without and within. Ya Allah, we ask that you send your special mercy upon them. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, those of us who are sick, Ya Allah, we ask that you send upon us Ya Allah, we ask that you put in your special care all of the ulama and da'i of this deen, all of the khudam of this deen. Ya Allah, they are mercy for this ummah. Ya Allah, we ask that out of your special mercy, Ya Allah, you keep us under the shade of their guidance. Keep us under the shade of the guidance of all of the ashikeen and amaleen on the sunnah. Rabbana atikama minna innaka anta samil aleen. وَتُوبُ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ